podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors, for sailors. Section 104. Administration. Discuss the following as they apply to the Navy Performance Evaluation, Fitness Report, and Counseling System. The development of evals must be a team effort. The objective is to develop a better evaluation than could be achieved by any single member of the team. The Raider, Senior Raider, and Reporting Senior must work together to ensure consistent interpretation and application of Navy standards. In some cases, reports can be developed in a single cooperative effort, where a division of effort is required. The Raider should first collect input from the member, the primary and collateral duty supervisors, the duty section leader, etc. The Raider will then review the member's performance assign trait grades using the performance standards, propose career recommendations, and as a minimum, draft a justified comment for each 1.0 grade and any other comments on performance. The senior rater will review the rater's trait grades and career recommendations expand the comments if necessary, and propose a promotion recommendation. The reporting senior shall ensure the eval standards have been respected, and will determine the final distribution of promotion recommendations within the member's summary group using command-directed procedures where applicable. smooth report will then be prepared and signed by all members of the team. Reporting Senior COs and officers in charge are reporting seniors by virtue of their command authority. They may submit properly authorized fit reps, chief evals, and evals on any member who has reported to them for duty, whether junior or senior to them in grade. The term commanding officer is inclusive of all services and their civilian equivalents within the U.S. federal government. OICs are reporting seniors if they are in charge of commissioned or established activities listed in the standard Navy distribution list. When a member is assigned to a non-U.S. government activity, the reporting senior is the member's U.S. administrative commander unless another reporting senior is assigned by order or directive. A member in this category may receive a letter-type report from the non-U.S. government activity for attachment to a FITREP, Chief Eval, or Eval. Delegated Reporting Seniors Delegation of Reporting Senior Authority is an actual transfer of authority and not merely an authorization to sign by direction. For this reason, delegation is held to the highest level consistent with effective observation of performance, and the CO's oversight responsibilities are carefully defined. For specific direction concerning delegated reporting seniors, 
refer to Buker Instruction 1610.10 Delta, Enclosure 2, Chapter 2. Immediate Superiors in Command, ISIX. An immediate superior in command is a reporting senior for assigned COs and is authorized to assume the reporting senior authority of a subordinate CO, whose capacity to act as a reporting senior becomes impaired. Enlisted Officer in Charge OIC An enlisted OIC in the grade of E9 and civilians in command positions who hold the grade of GS9 through GS12 may sign reports on E5 and below. A chief petty officer or senior chief petty officer may sign reports on personnel E4 and below only. GS13 or equivalent may sign reports for E1 to E9. Reporting senior authority for enlisted OICs in the grade of E7 and E8 may be delegated to sign E5 reports with the prior written approval of NAVPERS-COM PERS-32. All other reports will be signed by a senior in the chain of command having authority to report on the member concerned. Enlisted Reporting Seniors Chief Petty Officers E7 to E9 may act as reporting seniors for members in the grades of E4 and below only. The next senior officer in the chain of command having reporting authority for the members concerned must sign all other reports. Raiders and Senior Raiders Evals on personnel E6 and below should contain the signatures of a Raider and Senior Raider. The signature of the reporting senior is required. This ensures that the Navy's senior enlisted and junior officer supervisors are properly included in the enlisted eval process. The Raider for personnel E1 to E4 can be an E6 or civilian equivalent GS5. For personnel E5 to E6, the Raider should be a Navy Chief Petty Officer when possible. If none is available within the command, the Raider may be a military or civilian supervisor who is an E7 equivalent, GS6 or higher. Typically, the Senior Raider will be the member's division officer or department head. Senior Raider will be the member's division officer or department head and may be omitted where the reporting senior is the Raider's immediate supervisor. Table 2, Tack 1 in Chapter 2 of Buper's Instruction 1610.10 Delta provides guidance on evaluation raters, senior raters, and reporting seniors for various sized commands. Performance Counseling Counseling methods are up to the commanding officer. It is the CO's program. Performance counseling must be provided at the midpoint of the periodic report cycle and when the report is signed. The counselor will be a supervisor who participates in the member's eval or fit rep preparation. Commanding officers will guide 
the counseling program and monitor counselor performance and results. The objectives are to provide feedback to the member and to motivate and assist improvement. Performance counseling starts with a fair assessment of the member's performance and capabilities to which the member contributes. It identifies the member's strengths and motivates their improvement. It also addresses important weaknesses, but should not dwell on unimportant ones. It should avoid personality and concentrate on performance. The FITREP and eval forms are used as counseling worksheets and must be signed by the counselor and member. Counselors may use tick marks next to each performance standard and or assign tentative trait grades and may write comments. Under no circumstance should a future promotion recommendation be promised during counseling. There are three types of reports, regular, concurrent, and operational commander reports. Regular reports. Regular reports are the foundation of the performance record and must be submitted periodically per the schedule in Table 1 and on other occasions specified in the eval manual. They must cover day for day all naval service on active duty or inactive drilling reserve duty except for enlisted initial entry, training, and other limited circumstances. Prior to submitting regular reports, efforts should be made to determine the ending date of the previous report, if any, to ensure regular report continuity is maintained. Concurrent reports. Concurrent reports provide a record of significant performance for active duty and full-time support members fulfilling additional duty or temporary additional duty orders and for reservists supporting the active duty and or their designated cross-assigned billet assignment. They are optional unless directed by higher authority and may not be submitted by anyone in the regular reporting senior's direct chain of command. A concurrent report must be countersigned by the regular reporting senior, who may also make it the regular report for the period concerned if continuity is maintained with a previous regular or regular concurrent report. Refer to eval manual, chapter four, for detailed requirements. Operational commander reports. Operational commander reports are optional and may only be submitted on COs or OICs as observed by their operational commanders who are not also their regular reporting seniors. Refer to eval manual, chapter five, for detailed requirements. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division's 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors for sailors. Section 104, Administration, Continuation, starting at Report Blocks 1 through 52, Administrative Blocks. The Administrative Blocks, Blocks 1, 3 through 19, Blocks 22 through 26, Block 44 for FITREP slash Chief Eval, or 48 Eval, 
identify the report, to find the context in which it was received, and make it more informative to detailers and selection boards. They also permit computerized compliance audits by NAVPRISCOM to ensure fairness to all members and reporting seniors. Each command should have quality reviewer procedure for fit reps, chief evals, and evals, paying very close attention to ensure the correct member and reporting senior social security number are accurate. NAVPRISCOM's automated data file will not accept incorrect name and social security number entries for the member and reports may then have to be returned to the reporting senior for correction. However, after acceptance to the official military personnel file, OMPF, the correction of an incorrect reporting senior's social security number requires submission of a supplemental material to to correct the discrepancy, and the automated data files are not adjusted. For specific directions concerning supplementary material, refer to Chapter 15, NAVFIT 98A, the FIT Rep and Eval Form Filler Computer Application Program will prevent many incorrect entries. Guidance on Trait Grades The meanings of the trait grades are printed on the form, along with representative performance standards. The 5.0 trait grade is reserved for performance that is far above standards and is notable for its exemplary or leadership quality. The 1.0 trait grade means generally poor performance that is not improving or unsatisfactory performance with respect to a single standard. For the majority of sailors, most of the trait grades should be in the 2.0 to 4.0 range. Arbitrarily too blocking, the trait grades will be detrimental for two reasons. First, the reporting senior summary group will, and cumulative trait grade averages will be available to detailers and selection boards for comparison purposes. Second, it will be difficult for the reporting senior to allocate promotion recommendations if everyone's trait grades are the same. Definitions are stated relative to both performance in that trait and promotability with respect to that trait. Superstar performance 5.0 could be promoted to pay grades and still be a standout in this trait. Advanced performance 4.0 far more than promotion ready in this trait right now. Dependable Fully qualified journeyman performance, 3.0, can handle this aspect of the next higher pay grade. Useful, promising performance, 2.0, needs development in this trade, but is promotable if overall performance warrants it, i.e., sufficient progress in this trade and no more than one other 2.0 trade. Exception. 2.0 trait grade cannot be assigned in command or organizational climate equal opportunity on reports in pay grades E1 through E6 and W2 through O6 and maintain a promotion recommendation of promotable or higher. For pay grades E7 through E9, a trait grade cannot be assigned in character and maintain a promotion recommendation of promotable or higher. Disappointing performance, 1.0. Until deficiencies are remedied in this trait, should not be promoted, regardless of performance in other traits. Comments block, block 41 or 43. Comments should be based on verifiable facts. Numerical ranking among peers is authorized. Explanation of the reporting senior's force distribution is also useful. Use input from the member and the member's immediate supervisors, as well as the raiders and reporting seniors' personal observations. Do's and don'ts. Continuation sheets and enclosures are not allowed, except an endorsed statement submitted by the member, a flag officer endorsement where required, a civilian or foreign letter report, a letter extension of a concurrent regular report, or a classified letter supplement. Specifically, substantiate all 1.0 grades, three 2.0 grades, 
on any grade below 3.0 in character or command or climate or organizational climate equal opportunity in the comments. Also, make general comments on the remainder of the evaluative blocks. If there is a promotion recommendation of significant problems or any recommendation against retention, treat the report as adverse. Any comment suggesting persistent weakness, continuing incapacity, or unsuitability for a specific assignment or promotion must also be treated as adverse matter, regardless of grades assigned. Do not include classified matter in the report. Do not submit classified supplements unless absolutely necessary. Include required comments and address special interest items as appropriate. Do not include any of the prohibited comments. The list of required and prohibited comments and special interest items are available in Chapter 13 of the Eval Manual. Style and Content Space is limited. Avoid preambles and get directly to performance. Do not use puffed up adjectives. Use direct factual writing that allows the performance to speak for itself. Bullet style is preferred. Give examples of performance and results. Quality. Quantify wherever possible. But do not stress the quantity at the expense of quality. Avoid stock comments that make everyone sound alike. Be consistent with the trademarks. Comment on poor performance or misconduct where necessary, but be judicious. Define seldom used acronyms. Use the sections of the report that have been set aside for them. Remember the report will be made a part of the member's OMPF, and that the report is a permanent part of the official record. Promotion Recommendation Summary Groups Promotion recommendations should be consistent with the performance trait grades and with the individual or member trait average displayed on the form. Do not make early promote and must promote recommendations merely because quotas are available. Do not recommend any member as promotable who could not, if called on, perform the current basic duties of the next higher pay grade. Do not automatically place individuals in the early promote category when they are evaluated singly. Use the same standards for trade grades and recommendations as are used for other members of the command. For enlisted personnel, a recommendation of promotable or above is the CO's official recommendation for advancement, even if made by a delegated reporting senior. A mark of progressing cannot be assigned on an eval or chief eval when a promotable or higher promotion recommendation for advancement has been given in a previous report in the same pay grade. A member's promotion recommendation can go from significant problems on one report to early promote on the next report based on the member's performance and the reporting senior's recommendation. Misconduct Reporting Adverse or downgraded fit reps, chief evals, and evals may not be directed as punishment or used as an alternative to proper disposition of misconduct under the Uniform Code of Military Justice, UCMJ. Reports may not mention non-punitive censure or investigatory, judicial, or other proceedings which have not been concluded or which have been exonerated by the member. Subject to these limitations, fit reps, chief evals, and evals should take into account the misconduct that has been established through reliable evidence to the reporting senior's satisfaction. Responsibilities and rights of members. Members shall sign all of their regular reports, unless impossible to do so, and shall sign other reports where possible. Members shall receive a copy of every report from the reporting senior at the time it is signed. Members have the right to submit a statement to the record concerning the reports, either at the time of the report or within two years thereafter. Such a statement shall be endorsed by the original reporting senior and be forwarded to NAVPERSCOM, PERS 32. 
If the reporting senior feels that the member's statement does not meet the requirements as prescribed in Buper Instruction 1610.10 Delta, Chapter 17, then the reporting senior should counsel the member. If members refuse to change their statements, then the reporting senior should submit the member's statement along with the endorsement to NAVPERS COMPERS 32 for review. Members have the right to communicate directly with selection boards and have various avenues by which to appeal for change or removal of their reports. Members have the right to review their records and have the responsibility to ensure that their records are complete. Pages 27, 28 both include examples of evals to look at. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors, for sailors. Section 104, Administrative Fundamentals. Discuss the formats for the following types of naval correspondence. To a large degree, the image and effectiveness of the Department of the Navy is portrayed by the tone, quality, and responsiveness of correspondence properly written correspondence that clearly and succinctly establishes a position correctly and completely answers questions and conveys the right message all aid in the effective management and operation of the department of the navy in order to achieve this correspondence must be neat in appearance correctly formatted air free and grammatically correct with the use of computers and advanced word processing software the long accepted practice of following Legible pen and ink changes to a piece of correspondence is no longer acceptable. All correspondence shall be free of typographical errors and technically correct before it is signed. Avoid stereotyping men and women based on gender. Use pronouns and titles that are gender neutral. Do Do not write unless you must. A conversation in person, by telephone, or by electronic mail, email, often saves two letters. The one you would have written and the other person's response. Conversations are often better than correspondence for working out details. Confirm your conversation with a short memorandum, also referred to as a memo, to the other person or a memorandum for the record if issues of importance or policy are agreed upon during the conversation. Always include a point of contact, return telephone number, and email address when your correspondence might prompt a reply or inquiry. Identifying Navy Personnel Abbreviated rank for officers and rate and warfare designator for enlisted personnel. Example, AD1, AW, BM2, SW, CSSN, SS, with no space between rank rate and warfare designator. First name, middle initial if any, and last name. Staff Corps abbreviation, if any. Branch of service. The 10-digit electronic data interchange personnel identifier, EDIPI, referred to as the DOD ID number, should be used as a substitute for the SSN whenever possible. The last four digits of the SSN when use of the SSN is justified. The designator for an officer. Example, Lieutenant Commander Kenneth O. Allison, USN, XXXXX1234-3100. YN1, SW, Robert L. Gabel, USN, 12345678901. YN2, Jasmine Wilson, USN, XXX, XX, 1234. Identifying Marine Corps personnel. Unabbreviated grade. First name, middle initial if any, and last name. 10-digit electronic data interchange personnel identifier, EDIPI, referred to as the DODID number, should be used as a substitute for the SSN whenever possible. The last four digits of the SSN when use of the SSN is justified. Military Occupational Specialty, MOS, Branch of Service. Examples. Colonel Rodney C. Jones, 01234567890430 slash 0430 USMC. Major Timothy C. Beck, 
2013-2015-2016-2017-2018-0203538698-0202USMC. Sergeant J. Keller, 309-658-9299-0411-USMC. Use of letterhead stationary. Use command letterhead stationary only for official only for official matters of the command. Printing names of officials on letterhead stationary is prohibited. When using letterhead stationary, the from line will always contain the title of the activity head and command name. The from line will never contain the name of an individual. Use command letterhead stationary when corresponding as a member of a Department of Navy approved board or committee. Indicate the letter is from the signing official by using the board or committee title in the from line. Do not use letterhead as personal stationery. For example, Commander Baker, captain of the ship's basketball team, may not use it for matters involving the team. The use of letterhead is authorized for commanders, commanding officers, officers in charge, and directors, or those who have signature authority for commands that are represented in the SNDL only. Use of Enclosures an enclosure can prevent a letter from becoming too detailed. Try to keep letters short, down to one page whenever possible, and use enclosures for lengthy explanations that cannot be avoided. An enclosure may include such things as manuals, publications, photocopies of correspondence, charts, etc., belonging to the specific Department of the Navy organization only. No external documents are allowed to be enclosures. Consider making them references instead. Enclosures must be marked on the first page, however you may mark all pages. An enclosure marking goes in the lower right corner, whether the text is arranged in portrait or landscape orientation. Type enclosure and it and its number in the parentheses. Arrange the type pages lengthwise so that they can be read from the right. Number only second and later pages. If you have several different enclosures, number the pages of each independently. When size, weight, or other factors prevent sending an enclosure with a letter, send it separately and type SEP cover after the enclosure's description. Typeface. For text, use 10 to 12 point font size. Times New Roman 12 point is the preferred font style and size for official correspondence, but Courier New may be used for informal correspondence. Bold, underline, script, and italics may be used for occasional emphasis but not for entire letters. Electronic records. An electronic record is any information that is recorded in a form that only a computer can process and that satisfies the definition of a federal record. SECNAV MTAC 5210.1, Department of the Navy, Records Management Manual, Part 1, Paragraph 17. Information made or received in connection with the trans transaction of public business and preserved or appropriate for presentation as evidence of the organization, functions, policies, decisions, operations, etc., or because of its information value. Electronic documents, including emails, are federal records to the same extent as the paper counterparts would be. In practice, there is no difference between managing electronic and paper records. Email allows individuals and activities to exchange information by computer. You may use it for informal communications in place of telephone calls or to transmit formal correspondence. The defense data network must be used for long-haul data communication support unless the host system is waived. Correspondence you send by email must be for official government business or for authorized purposes as defined by the Joint Ethics Regulations Section 2TAC301, DOD 5500.7TAC-R. Emails are subject to legal discovery, therefore, care should be taken to ensure emails are created and managed appropriately per SECNAV Instruction 5000.37. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your, your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors, for sailors. Section 104, Administrative Fundamentals. Standard Letter. Use the standard letter format or one of its variations to correspond officially within or outside the DOD. The format of the standard letter, with slight variation, 
sets the pattern for joint letters, multiple address letters, endorsements, directives, memoranda, etc. The person whose title appears in the to line is the action addressee. Aside from its one action addressee, the standard letter may have any number of via addressees, copy to addressees, or both. Format. Margins. Allow one inch top, bottom, left, and right margins on each page. On letterhead paper, typing starts more than one inch from the top when the letterhead is printed. Do not write, center, or full justify text or use proportional spacing. Per OPNAV Instructive 5215.17, directives headers are one inch and footers are half an inch. Font. Spacing and alignment of headings following the from line will vary based upon the font utilized. The instructions and examples provided below are typed using the preferred font of Times New Roman. Sender symbols. If in reply referred to is printed on your activities letterhead paper, type the standard subject identification code, SSIC, on the next line. If in reply referred to is not printed on your activities letterhead paper, Type the SSIC on the second line below the letterhead, starting two inches or more from the right edge of the paper. The longest line of the sender symbol should end close to the right margin. From line. Every standard letter must have a front line, except a letter that will be used with a window envelope. To prepare a letter for a window envelope, follow figure 7 tack 3. As a general rule, the from line is composed of the activity's head's title, and the activity's name. Refer to the three publications listed below for the correct names and mailing addresses for DON and DOD activities. Type from at the left margin on the second line below the date line. The text begins two spaces after the colon. If the entry is longer than one line, start the second line under the first word after the heading. Two line. Address all correspondence to the activity head of an activity. Include the office code or the person's title that will act on your letter in parentheses if known. Type 2 at the left margin on the first line under the from line. Do not skip a line. Six spaces follow the colon. Via line. Use a via line when one or more activities outside of your activity should review a letter before it reaches the action addressee. The format for the via line is the same as the from line and to. Type via at the left margin on the first line below the two line. Five spaces follow the colon. If the entry is longer than one line, start the second line under the first word after the heading. Number via addressees if two or more are listed. Follow the chain of command. Routing starts with the addressee listed first. Subject line. The subject line consists of a sentence fragment that tells readers what the letter is about. Use no normal word order and capitalize every letter after the colon. In correspondence, do not use acronyms in the subject line. If the subject appears elsewhere in the text of the letter, capitalize it using the title case format. Type SUBJ colon at the left margin on the second line under the last line of the previous heading. Three spaces follow the colon. If the entry is longer than one line, align the second line under the first word after the heading. Repeat the subject line at the top of each page of the basic letter. Start typing at the left margin on the sixth line from the top of the page or set margins to one inch. Continue the text beginning on the second line below the subject. Reference line. Use only those references that bear directly on the subject at hand. Avoid unnecessary or complicated references. Many letters may not need a reference, while others are complete with a reference to only the latest communication in a series. List references in the order they appear in the text. Always mention cited references in a text. Additionally, when citing a reference, it is not necessary to include the subject of the reference. However, the subject may be included, following all other required elements, if it aids in clarifying or better identifying the reference. Type REF colon at the left margin on the second line below the subject line. Use a lowercase letter in parentheses before the description of each reference. If you have only one reference, list it as REF colon space space parentheses A parentheses. 
Four spaces follow the colon. References are listed in alphabetical order A through Z. If you have more than 26 references, continue with parentheses AA, parentheses, parentheses AB, parentheses, etc. If the entry is longer than one line, line the second line under the first word after the heading. Enclosure line. List enclosures in the enclosure line in the order they appear in the text. Identify an enclosure using the same format as you would identifying the reference. See paragraph 10 above. When identifying a document, cite its subject or title exactly. Never list an item in both the enclosure line and reference line of the same letter. Type ENCL colon at the left margin on the second line below the last line of the previous heading. Three spaces follow the colon. Use a number in parentheses before the description of every enclosure, even if you only have one. One space follows the closing parentheses. If the entry is longer than one line, start the second line under the first word after the heading. Letter body. Start the text on the second line down from the previous entry. The text shall be left justified. Make the content clear by using plain English. Do not use slang or jargon. Within the text, spell out all acronyms the first time used. After first used, acronyms shall be used throughout the rest of the correspondence. Start all continuation lines at the left margin. All parentheses are single space, and each paragraph or subparagraph begins on the second line below the previous paragraph or subparagraph. When using a subparagraph, the first line is always indented the appropriate number of spaces depending on the level of subparagraphing. All other lines of a subparagraph continue at the left margin. Do not number a single page letter or the first page of a multiple page letter. Center page numbers one half inch from the bottom edge starting with the number two. No punctuation accompanies a page number. Signature line. Start all lines of the signature line at the center of the page beginning on the fourth line below the text. The preferred way to identify this signatory is by typing their first initial, middle initial, and last name. If the signatory does not have a middle name, use only their first initial and last name. Signature lines can be changed based on the signer's preference. Do not include the signator's rank or a complementary close. At the signature line only when you are sure who will sign the correspondence. If you use a stamp, remember to mark all copies and avoid smeared or crooked impressions. Copy to line. Type copy to colon at the left margin on the second line below the signature line. Identify addressees by their SNDL short title and or SNDL numbers shown there. The SNDL number is an alphanumeric number that is used to group commands or activities by classification. Do not list offices within the same activity individually. Group them together in parentheses after the entry. Endorsements. When a letter is transmitted via your activity, use an endorsement to forward comments, recommendations, or information. When an endorsement is mostly used to transmit correspondence through the chain of command, you may also use it to redirect a letter. Do not use an endorsement to reply to a routine letter. Additionally, a VIA addressee may alter the order of any remaining VIA addressees or add others. The length of the endorsement and the amount of space that is given on the basic letter or on the preceding endorsement determines if you should use the same page or new page endorsement. Start the endorsement line at the left margin on the second line below the date line. If the correspondence is classified, start the endorsement line on the second line below the classification line. When preparing a same page endorsement, as long as the entire page will be photocopied, you may omit the SSIC, subject, and the basic letter's identification code. Number each endorsement in the sequence in which it is added to the basic letter. Indicate the numbers of the endorsement by using original numbers such as first, second, third, etc. Following the number, type endorsement on. And identify the basic letter using the same style as a reference line. When the heading exceeds one line, start the succeeding line with the word on. When preparing your endorsement, include in the VIA line any remaining VIA addressees, if any. If there is only one VIA addressee remaining, do not number it. 
If there is more than one remaining, number the remaining addressees starting with the number 1 in parentheses and consecutively number the rest. Do not repeat a reference in the reference line of your endorsement that has already been identified in the reference line of the basic letter or previous endorsement. Do not repeat an enclosure in your enclosure line that has already been identified in the enclosure line of the basic letter or prior endorsements. I don't identify only the endorse enclosure that you added. If your endorsement is significant and not routine, each activity that endorses the basic letter before you or the originator of the basic letter shall be included as a copy to addressee on the endorsement. Additionally, all copy to addressees from the basic letter and previous endorsements shall be included as a copy to addressee. Significant endorsements include forwarded recommended disapproval, readdressed and forwarded, and those with substantive comments. Routine endorsements include forwarded, forward for consideration, and forward recommended approval. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association, built by sailors for sailors. Section 104. Administrative Fundamentals. Memorandums. A memorandum provides a less formal way to correspond within an activity or command. Subordinates within that activity or command may use a memorandum to correspond directly with each other on routine official business or as an informal means of communication. There are several memorandum formats. All Department of the Navy activities shall use the appropriate memorandum that suits the subject, occasion, and audience. The following paragraphs discuss the different types of memorandums. Memorandum for the record. Use a memorandum for the record as an internal document to record supporting information in the record that is not recorded elsewhere. From to memorandum. Use OPNAV 5215-144 alpha or OPNAV form 5215-144 bravo for the from to memorandum. Memorandum may be directed to one or more addressees, and if very informal, it may be handwritten. Plain paper memorandum. Use plain paper memorandums for informal communications within your activity. It is no more formal than the memorandum form, but it is more flexible when there are multiple addressees, via addressees, or both. Letterhead memorandum. The letterhead memorandum may be used within your activity and provides more formality than the printed form or plain paper memorandum. When direct liaison with individuals outside of your activity is authorized, the letterhead memorandum may be used to correspond on routine matters that neither make a commitment nor take an official stand. Decision Memorandum When only requesting an approval or disapproval decision from a single addressee, it is appropriate to type the decision block at the left margin two lines below the signature line. Memorandum of Agreement or Memorandum of Understanding The Memorandum of Agreement or Understanding may be used to document mutual agreements of facts, intentions, procedures, limits on future actions, and areas of present or future coordination or commitment. Center, memorandum of agreement on the second line below the date line. Center, between, on the next line and follow with the names of the agreeing activities. Centered. To prepare a memorandum of understanding, substitute those words for memorandum of agreement. 104.3. Discuss the purpose of the following in Official Military Personnel File, OMPF. NAVPERS 1070-602, Dependency Application or Record of Emergency Data. Part 1. Serves as an application for dependency allowances and is used to capture military spouse data. Part 2. Provides an immediately accessible, up-to-date record of emergency data and is the official document used to determine the following. Persons to be notified in case of emergency or death. 
persons to receive the death gratuity when no spouse or child exists, persons to receive unpaid pay and allowances, arrears of pay, including money accrued during emission or captured status, unused leave, travel, per diem, transportation of family members, transportation of household goods, and saving deposits found due from the Department of the Navy. Dependents of member to receive allotment of pay if member is missing or unable to transmit funds. Commercial insurance companies to notify in case of death. National Service Life Insurance, Service Members Group Life Insurance, and Veterans Group Life Insurance in effect. NAVPERS 1070-880, List of Honors and Awards. NDOS is the authoritative source for awards. Once entered into NDOS and mailed with full Social Security number to Navy Personnel Command, PERS 313, PERS 3 will validate and submit into member's OMPF file. NAVPERS 1070-881, Training Summary. Replace the old page 4, which is a chronological history of their occupational and training-related qualifications. NAVPERS 1070-613, Administrative Remarks, also known as a page 13, serves as a chronological record of significant miscellaneous entries which are not provided elsewhere or more detailed information may be required to clarify entries on other pages of the U.S. Navy Enlisted Field Service Record. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors for sailors. Section 104, Administrative Fundamentals, 104.4. Explain the purpose of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, who is responsible for upholding it, and who is subject to it. Purpose, promotes good order and discipline, and provides a basis for the administration of justice for the armed forces. Who is responsible for upholding the UCMJ? All members of the armed forces. Who is subject to the UCMJ? Members of a regular or reserve component of the armed forces. Members of the Fleet Reserve and Fleet Marine Corps Reserve. Members of a reserve component while in inactive duty training. Members of the Army National Guard and the Air National Guard only when federalized. In time of war, all persons serving with or accompanying an armed force in the field. Volunteers from the time of their muster or acceptance into the armed forces. Inductees from the time of their actual induction into the armed forces, cadets, aviation cadets, and midshipmen. Retired members of a regular component who are entitled to pay. Retired members of a reserve component who are receiving hospitalization from an armed force. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe.